That's the idea. All right, let's. Uh, <laughs> All right, let's go to page Mem Gimel. Oisid Aleph. We're talking about the um, the third of Tammuz and how the previous Rebbe said on the third of Tammuz when he was sent into exile that only our body was sent into exile, not our souls. Our souls are free, and um, and and how we have to um, uh, value our souls more than our bodies, and. Uh, and that's something which everyone could achieve, mm-hmm. and the um, uh, and realize that we're the guardians of Torah mitzvahs. No one could stop us from doing the right thing, and um, especially we're talking about how um, our activity for with the with the Friedrich was involved, not just in Torah mitzvahs in general, but especially there's to be a focus on the third of Thomas about helping children, helping children learn Torah, and. Um, uh, and that's something we have to take from the third of Thomas, even though we don't have to have we don't have the same challenges that they had at that time. But all the the touches and, and and we nevertheless have to devote ourselves to um, to uh, educating children, and not just children, but people who are children and spiritual spiritually they don't know about their mitzvahs. And uh, and we spoke with the ten mitzvah campaigns, and how how important they are, and how and how we have to um, take. Take a lesson from the third of Tammuz and not put limitations in our uh, in activity and, and to go forward. Okay, it's on line number eleven on page Gimel. This is relevant every year in the third of Tammuz. There's also this year a special lesson from the way the third of Tammuz falls out. It falls out on the on the uh, specific day of the week, on Thursday, and there's a specific message we're supposed to learn the fact that the third of Thomas falls out on Thursday. Alter said, you have to live with the times, to live with the Torah portion of that day. What's the day that the third of Thomas falls out this year? It falls out on the third day of Thursday of Korach. So we're supposed to learn today Chamishi of Korach. In the Torah lesson of Thursday, it talks about how the Jewish people complained about the death of Korach and the Korach's people. And they said to Moshe, you killed the people of God. And it was wrong for you to do this. And they still were defined about the choice of Moshe Rabbeinu to make Aaron the high priest. Why was he chosen? So Hashem responded by telling Moshe Rabbeinu to, to ask every leader of every tribe to uh, bring... What period of time into the following years was this, this event? In Seder Elam it says that Korach came immediately after the spies returned. So it was in the, in the second year. Right, right. So, um, so, anyways, this, this, this is this is again in a bad mood, so you know. Anyways, so, um, so, um, so, how did Hashem respond? Hashem told everyone to take a staff, put their staff into the Aaron, into the ark, and whoever Hashem chooses, that's the one. That's the one who um, um, whose staff will blossom. 
an iron staff miraculously um, blossomed almonds that night. Jewish people saw that iron was one indeed chosen by Hashem because his um, his his staff blossomed almonds. Rashi explains, Rashi's explanation is meant to be simple, something that even a simple person can understand. Rashi says that almonds are, are a fruit that ripens with the blossoms faster than all the fruts. This is relevant to the whole idea of redemption. Even if Hashem delays bringing Mashiach until the time that, it, that the, um, the Gemara refers to as in its time, it's not Hashem didn't make it come faster, but he delayed to the final time Mashiach was supposed to come, it still will be, uh, Blake, I think you're, you're, you're not muted. Uh, nevertheless, um, it will still be a trunk pikaula. Even, even if it wasn't a, 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 a earlier, it still would be an everlasting gaula, right? Even if it was Be'ita, even if Hashem waited till its time, it still would be a complete Gula. Nevertheless, we want that Mashiach should come in a way of almonds, that Hashem causes, them, causes almonds to ripen faster, so too the Gula is something that we're, we're asking, and not just we're asking, we're promised, as it says in the Torah, that when the Jewish people do tshuva, immediately they're redeemed. So we want, we want the Geula to come in a way of an almond speedily. The author writes that almonds represent God's sustenance, God's benevolence coming to the world in a, in a, in a fast way. As we say in our prayers, His word runs swiftly. So, so almonds are representative of Hashem's sustenance coming down in a fast way. They say, that means the same way the bracha is in heaven, that's the way it reaches this world. Until it reaches the lowest of places, this world, there's no, nothing lower than this world. It's say, the same way it was in its source, that, 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 it's not like that there's, a, that there's taxes, you know, that there's some kind of uh, um, limitation placed on it by the various accusing angels in heaven. Instead, the same sustenance that was ordained for us in heaven comes down to this world without any um, uh, filtering by any of the angelic forces in heaven. And the divine flow without any hindrances, without limitations. And it, and it comes down in a way that we could see it with our eyes, in a way that we could receive it, in a similar way the Gemara describes reign of blessing, it could be rain that's, that's torrential, it doesn't benefit anybody. So in a similar way that we want the sustenance to come down from Hashem without any interruption, without any filtering, without, but, and yet it comes down in a way that it's not um, a good that we don't notice, a good that looks, to us looks like the opposite of good, a good that comes from some higher world that in our world is not good. Rather, although it comes down from the higher world without any filtering, it still is fully good in a way that we can see that it's good. And this is a special lesson we're supposed to learn from the third of Tammuz this year, 
when the Chumash of this year is about the, the almonds on the staff of Aaron, so close to Avisna Yisrael, Be'fatzat, Yehadis, Ramaz Chutzah, Zawad Kudat, Kulkhalskimotamus, Zichhizim Shukhshkidam, Shkidam. That the way we have to approach, the way the Jewish people have to approach spreading Torah and the wellsprings to the outside, which that's the theme of the third of Tammuz, to, to, there should be activity in Torah Mitzvahs and to, to dedicate yourself to it. So, how should you approach your activity in spreading Torah and Chsidis? It should do it like an almond. I should take it from Yakashamachlasikon, the moment you make a decision to spread Torah and the wellsprings, do it immediately, like an almond. Don't rest. Immediately go and find another Jew to influence them and inspire them to add in all matters of Judaism, practically, because action is the main thing. You decided that you want to do something more, so do something immediately more. Don't say, oh, I'm going I'm to um, do something more for education. I want to do more Jewish so, so right now, think, okay, who can I call right now that is not sending a kid to a Jewish school and call them right now? That, that, that's, that's what I was saying. Do, just, if you want, just like this divine sustenance comes to the world in a way that, it, like an almond, that the same way that it's in heaven comes unfiltered to this world, so too our decisions and Terry Mitzvahs have to be that's unfiltered. You decided, just go with it. Go with it right away. It says in, um, about the decision the Jewish people gave for the Mishkan, it says they gave what they, what they everyone gave what, the, what the, the benevolence of their heart motivated them to do. And one of the commentaries explains that usually when a person decides to give staka, and then they think it over, <laughs> when they think it over, they don't give the original thought. Because when they're thinking it over, that already filters it. So the miracle, not the miracle, but the amazing quality of the Jewish people at that time was that they displayed the same good feeling they had, it's exactly what they gave. That's what I was saying. We have a good feeling, be like an almond. Let it blossom right away. Let, let, it, let it bear fruit right away. The whole idea of spreading Judaism and Chassidus is also emphasized in the way that Aaron's staff blossomed. Just like it wasn't sufficient for Aaron's staff to blossom and to ripe, it had to actually bear fruit. It wasn't just that it that, that, that there was a seed, and then the seed uh, blossomed, it had, there actually had to be fruit there. Hashem wasn't satisfied just that there was blossoms on his staff. Hashem wanted the almonds to grow out of his staff. There should be a full process of growth from conception of the almond till the actual almond is there. So too, actual growth of fruits. So too, in regards to the impact after, that we are responsible to make on others. It's not enough that you inspire someone to think differently and to feel differently. You also need to focus on bringing them to bear fruit. That something practical should happen in their lives. That they should actually have almonds. They should actually have fruit in their life and their, and their actions should be different. You say to Mizu, even more, not only should you, are we supposed to try to influence others, that they should actually have fruit in their life, that, they should, that their inspiration should bear fruit practically. In their actions, there's another emphasis here, there's another point here, another angle here. What kind of fruit do we want? We want, we want almonds. It's clearly obvious to the eyes of all that as soon as 
uh, you made a decision to be involved with someone else's life to help another person, it comes out practically. That, that's first of all in you that you decided you decided to help someone else. You actually did it. Number one, the gam. That's so that's how you became an almond. You actually made the phone call. You actually made the visit. You actually reached out. You actually reached out. You decided to reach out and you reached out. So you became like an almond. Number two. And also, your influence on the other person has to also be in a way of an almond. You also have to make sure that the fruits that you are creating in the other person's life, they should be almonds. That means, by you speaking to the other person, with the words that come from the heart, and by you being an example, a shining example of what those words are about, you not only influence other person to do, you influence other person to want to give to someone else. That he should be in the language of the halacha, tafech masatfech. Tafech masatfech means the definition of moisture in halacha is that it's moist enough to make something else moist. So your role in, in making this other person bear fruit is that he should also be like the almond and want to, and, and immediately take his inspiration that he has and want to influence someone else. So, so it's, it's you're the almond, because you, number one, because you're reaching out to the other person and you're making your decision come to fruition. You're actually doing something. You're influencing the other person, not just in a way that they feel good and they, they like, they think that you know, Judaism is a good thing, but they actually do something with it. Number three, but they become, they also take their own inspiration because they see your example and they want to share it with someone else. The, the mushpa becomes mashpia. The recipient becomes a giver. Like the Rebbe said many occasions, that our generation, every single Jew is a shliach. Every Jew is an emissary to spread Torah and Judaism where they are. So your, your, your role is not just that the other person should put on tefillin, he should be a recipient. Your goal is to create the other, in the other person a leader. And by the, um, putting together, adding together all of these good activities, this will cause salvation. Until this will cause the main salvation, the in a way that will bear fruit like almonds, that will be redeemed immediately, practically, in this world, and will merit to have the third base Amigdash, which is already existing in heaven, but Hashem is waiting for the last action, or thought, or word, Hashem is waiting for the last pa'ula, the last activity, a thought, an action, a word, a thought, that should tip the scale to the side of merit, and then immediately we're redeemed, and automatically, immediately come the third base of which is already in heaven, comes down in this world into Shalayim and on the holy mountain. And that's the meaning of the Pasuk. He has given me life from two days, and on the third day, he will raise us up and we will live before him. That means, what is the Pasuk talking about? We'll live in two days, a third day? What are we talking about? By serving Hashem. Throughout the time of the exile, which in general, there are two periods in the exile. There is the period after the destruction of the first temple. There's the period of exile after the destruction of the second temple. So by the life that we have in our Torah and our mitzvahs, in these two time periods, by being Hashem giving us life in these two days, we will merit to see the fulfillment. I think someone's outside waiting on a second. Okay, so so by by doing these two um, activities, we'll merit to uh, by serving Hashem in these two time periods. 
we will merit to the coming of Mashiach the third base Hamikdash. Then the third day, representing the third base Hamikdash, Hashem will give us the third redemption, the eternal redemption. The idea of the third day is also connected to the whole idea of holiness, because holiness is, is has a connection to the number three, as we say in the Ethics of Our Fathers. In the chapter we're going to learn in this this Shabbos, look at three things. Um, in general, there's three. Um, things, Torah, prayer, and kindness. But um, there's an emphasis also, um, I'm sorry, not, not in the chapter we're learning this, the chapter we read last week, um, uh, the third paragraph chapter 3, it says, look at three things. And what does it say in the Mishnah? It says, look at three things, and you'll never come to sin. What's the very, the says, the biggest sin is the fact that we're still in the exile. Because of our sins, we were exiled from our land. And therefore, by looking at the three things, we will... Um, that doesn't explain here what the three things are. In other occasions, that explains that the, the number three is, means looking at the coming of Mashiach. Debe asks, why does Mashiach have to even mention how many things there are? You can count, one, two, three. Say, look at these things. Why does Mishra have to say, look at three things? So Debe said that the, the Mishra is also telling us that by f- thinking about the coming of Mashiach, by delving into it and learning about it, that will lift us above all sins. If we were to live with Mashiach, then all the petty things that, that distract us wouldn't distract us. So, so by looking at the third, like, like visualizing the coming of Mashiach, the, re- the resurrection of the dead, all the goodness of, of the, that era that's about to happen, looking at that will lift us above sins. Um, another occasion, Nebuchadnezzar spoke about how three things means um, there is you, there is Hashem, and there's also the world. In addition to looking at your, your um, yardstick and serving Hashem vis-a-vis um, Hashem, you should also look at the fact that um, your impact on the world. Anyways, but so by looking at, 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 uh, at three things, we will be lifted above all sins. The biggest sin is that we're in the exile, and Hashem takes away this sin, and, and not just takes away the sin, but in about Lideav, Mishra emphasizes you won't even come to the hands of sin, meaning you won't even come close to sin. So when Hashem takes away all the sins, which is the cause of the exile, immediately will be, will be redeemed, speedily in our days, mamish, Mashiach Sakenu, L'chaim L'chaim V'racha. All of your deeds are written in a book. Okay. So, the, the earlier discussion of Fabrengen was about education. And how the Friedrich Rebbe, recently was imprisoned, was because of his activity in Jewish education, educating Jew- Jewish boys and girls, and educating them with a kosher education, with a holy education. And as the previous Rebbe emphasized, when he was by, the, as we mentioned yesterday, by the um, platform of the train, he said all nations of the world should know that um, regarding Torah Mitzvahs, uh, they have no jurisdiction over us. And concluded with the words, do not touch my anointed. Do not hurt, do not, do, do not harm my prophets. Well, yesterday, the word anointed refers to children. There's th- that um, his activity in spreading Torah Mitzvahs specifically to children. So it's understood according to this, in the third of Tammuz, there has to be an inspiration towards educating Jewish children who are called Hashem's anointed to be concerned and make an effort that every single child should have a kosher education and should have a holy education. And this is especially relevant to something that's happening right now, something which has to do with the time that we're in. In many countries, 
they're preparing now for the um, the summer. They're preparing for the summer, um, where where the children will spend um, their summer, what the children will do in the, in the summer, and and they're preparing programs for children that will help their health. So if now is appropriate time to make an effort to to the parents should sign up their children in Jewish camps that are that are being conducted in the spirit of Judaism with Torah mitzvahs, where the children will get the appropriate education. We have to explain to parents that God calls Jewish children His anointed. That means that every single Jewish boy and girl is called Hashem's Mashiach, Hashem's anointed. And Hashem gives parents a holy mission, and Hashem gives the parents the ability, the holy, holy strength, together with this mission, they should educate their children in a, in a way that's appropriate for people who are called Hashem's anointed. And it's understood the kind of responsibility and the merit the parents have. So if to explain to them how they are, that their children are called Hashem's anointed, and Hashem gave them a holy mission, Hashem, gave them, Hashem also gave them the, the power to do this right. And when you explain this to parents, certainly the parents will use out their capabilities and their, and their opportunities that they were given to materialize this great merit that they have, that God, our Father in Heaven, relies on them. And He entrusts in them His Mashiach. So in order they should raise their, that Mashiach, that, that anointed one of Hashem, their child, to Torah, to marriage, and to good deeds. And by educating children in this way, daily, and not only by parents doing what, 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 what they're responsible to do, but doing even more than they're able to do, so that their children should receive the maximum measure of Judaism and Torah mitzvahs. So as the summer approaches, which are days of, of, of a vacation, that means during these days, children are freed from the um, studying in public school, both in countries where that's a law, and also in countries where um, that's what people just do, they just, uh, that they just stop school um, in a negative way. Um, in other words, that, that, I think that the Rebbe said on other occasions that school should really continue. It, 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 the fact is that divine providence had stopped, so therefore we should use it out, but, but the best thing would be if school wouldn't stop. Either way, so for sure, it's, we should use out this time to give children a good education in the holiest way, in the highest possible, the holiest possible way, by sending them to a camp, a day camp, or a camp that they'll be in for a, for a certain amount of time, so they should act there in that camp in a way that's appropriate for someone who's in the army of Hashem. And since we're talking about the army of Hashem, how does a soldier act? The soldier acts the same way even when he's asleep. Even when he's asleep, you tell he's a soldier. As you see clearly, that, that, that a soldier is noticeable, that he's a soldier even when he's sleeping. And so too regarding the army of Hashem, that when, they, that when they're in camp during the whole day, um, they, should, they are... Um, it's good that, the, in other words, the fact that we have summer camps which are overnight, it's a, it's a beautiful thing because now the child could be the, the whole time in an environment that is in sync with the desire of Hashem. And as the Torah says, when God says to camp, you camp. When God says to travel, you travel. So that, throughout the, throughout, so that the child learns in camp throughout the day that, his, his, that, his, that he's permeated with, um, a, with, with, desire, with living in a way in sync with the desire of our Father in Heaven. So, so there's an advantage in camp um, compare, in compared to school. Compared to the, the education child is given throughout the year. Throughout the year, there are hours the child is in school, and there are hours the child is, in, is at home. 
and there are hours a child is in the streets. And it's understood that the, the child has influence in different ways, from the street, from the school, from his house. And the, that's the unique power of a, of a camp, that they, throughout all the hours of the day, the child is under the, the, the spirit of the camp, which is based upon the foundation of Torah and mitzvahs. And this influences him throughout the day um, in a way that, 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 that continues. And therefore, when the child is in the camp, for a significant amount of time, he's able to go from strength to strength in all matters of Judaism. And when the child um, is successful to grow in his Judaism from strength to strength, then God fulfills his promise. God says, when you, go in your, when you keep my mitzvah, Hashem says, I will bless you. So that parents will merit to see true nachas from their children, eternal nachas from their children, seeing that their children are going from strength to strength. And the influence that the children receive in camp continues throughout the year. That, that throughout the year, the children act with more life and more power and more light in all matters of Judaism, so that the whole year is a year of light and life and health, physically and spiritually. And this adds light and life and, and energy in, by the parents and the whole family, and every, by every single Jew. And practically, the main thing is, we should add in all matters of education, add in all matters of termitsis and thought, speech, and action. And even though, till now, uh, things were good, but, but, but nevertheless, to do more. And do this in a way of an almond, as we learned in the Chumash today, that the staff of iron blossomed almonds. And through this will merit the true, that the Mashiach should come in a way like an almond, speedily, achishana. Um, and uh, we'll stop here. Anything that's happened that practically. I'm saying we should also act in a way of an almond, fulfilling our decisions quickly, that causes the brachas to come down that way. Thank you.